Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Cody Owen, as always, sitting down with my wonderful co-host, Robert Chapa. And uh, today we're going to be talking about how to start a lawn care business. What's up, guys? This is, uh, I mean, this is like, this should maybe be episode one, but hey, we're here now, okay? This is for all the guys who are... You know, spring's coming up and they're starting to look for like, oh, I want to start a lawn care business. I need to get started. If you're listening to this in December or January, you are ahead of the curve here. And so it is, uh, you're going to succeed because you're like actually prepping to start the business. So yeah, what we want to talk about here is kind of the why of starting the lawn care business. And then next week, we're hopefully going to have a guest who owns a lawn care business to talk with us about the the specifics of how. And we have our like full YouTube video up that points you to some of our other resources that will specifically help baby business owners, you know, kind of take their first steps into a bigger universe. But yeah, so today what we're going to be talking about is that why you should start a lawn care business. And I think that for a lot of entrepreneurial endeavors, you know, the why is pretty similar across businesses. It's you know, I want to be my own boss. I want to set my own schedule. I want to be responsible for the quality of service that I'm putting out. I'm sick of being told that it's good enough. I think like all of those kind of personal motivations should come together into the business. And then that it's something that you enjoy, that you want to be outside. You you want to be making homes look beautiful. In almost any business, if you're going into it with just, I just want to make a bunch of money. It's not going to carry you through when it sucks. And if you have that idea of like, I just want to make money, it's it's a lot of work to where you're going to be thinking, eh, it's not worth it. If if you have that type of mindset, you know, you always want to go back to like, okay, what was that epiphany type of moment where you said, maybe you had thought about it for a long time that you wanted a business, but like, what was the thing that made you go, okay, I got to freaking start tomorrow. Like, did you get laid off? And you realized, oh, I don't really have any stability. Were you working for another long care company? You always kept thinking, I can do this a lot better than they're doing it. This is a, yeah. kind of a circus going on over here. Whatever that motivation is, needs to be something that you can go back to when you have a horrible day, week, month with the business, right? So if it is just, well, I wanted to make more money. What's going to happen the month that four clients cancel and you aren't making more money than you were at your your day job? Like yeah, it yeah. needs to be deeper than than just finances. And write it down if you need to. If you're if yeah. you know this is something you want to do, but maybe your why doesn't feel strong, which is perfectly fine to admit that. If you're just not 100% sure, like, okay, well, what's the real reason? Just write out, okay, what's my general, okay, maybe you want to make money, right? But you're thinking, okay, does it go deeper than that? I want to take care of, let's say you have a family. I want to be able to take care of my family. I want to show my kids, like, hey, you can do the things you want to do, or it's just for yourself. I want to give this little example, Cody, um, with my girlfriend. She's had a business for over five years in the skin industry, and a lot of her why had to do with her mom, really. She saw her mom work, still is, work for over 25 years with the same company and kind of not really necessarily financially making big moves or 
you know, always being stuck on that same type of schedule. You're dealing with the same type of traffic. It's the same thing over and over, kind of like Groundhog Day. And this is nothing against her at all. You know, she provided for my girlfriend growing up and for her whole family. So, you know, that's honorable in its own way. But growing up, she saw that and she knew, like, I can't do this. This is not what I want to do. And that was a big why for her and still is to this day. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is the kind of deep motivation that will carry you through difficulty when it's about more than just like, I want to make a bunch of money. It's about, I want to be in charge of my future. That is much deeper than, than, you know, more superficial reasons to start a lawn care business. And I would say like, you touched on the, like, were you laid off sort of thing? And I think that like, that could be a bad motivation. That could be a good motivation for making ends meet right away. But if you were like happy in a nine to five normal job where you get to turn your brain off at the end of the day and like not have to think about work anymore, you should maybe go back to that as soon as you can. Like diving into this sort of thing is is really difficult and it's a lot of work. And there's going to be times where, you know, you clock so many hours on the lawn care business that, you know, you got paid $40 an hour. Uh, and you have to be okay with that because you're working toward a bigger goal. And I think that kind of transitions us into this next question about what you can expect your first year running the business. What should your expectations be? And I would tell you, you can set big goals. I've known guys who right out the gate were like, look, I want 70, 80 clients this year. And they go out there and they make it happen. If you know you're a guy that can sell, then you know you know that that's going to be like an easier part of it for you part that comes naturally you can set that big goal but the big thing would be figuring out how to break that goal down into smaller actionable steps and especially if it's like a client count goal you want to look at the like you know people kind of buy lawn care from the first warm ish day of the year february march depending on where you're at through May uh, with like a couple stragglers in June. So then you want to look at, okay, how many people do I need to bring in each week of that sales period to hit this big goal? Put it on a whiteboard, hang up a whiteboard and track this week. We brought in this many people. This puts us, you know, this many ahead of our goal, this many behind our goal. You've mentioned it before, Cody, but it's better to just aim way high. When you look back after, let's say your first year, you say, wow, I didn't even expect to hit all these different milestones that I did. And if I would have set my standard a little bit lower, I might've not achieved what I did. Maybe I didn't hit my massive goal, but I still did much more than I thought possible, really. Yeah. I'd rather you set a goal that scares you a little bit and you're a little bit like, I don't know how we're going to get there than to set a goal you know you can hit. Right. If it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to try to get 20 clients this year. And you know, that just by word of mouth, I'll have that many clients out the gate. That's not the same as like, you know, setting that bigger goal that exceeds what you know you can do and push yourself and it's fine to fail, right? You're going to fail a lot as a new business owner. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. I made and continue to make a lot of mistakes in my business. Okay. How much do we expect to really work in our maybe first year or first couple of years when we're getting off the ground, what does that look like? So if you are single guy or gal listening to this and you, you know, don't have a lot of like family responsibilities, you may not have to set like a hard cap on how many hours you work on the business, 
but if you are in a you know serious relationship you have kids you know whatever that looks like you're probably going to want to set a cap on 40 to 60 hours that you're working on the business in a week there's a lot of guys especially with the like we might lose some people won't want to listen to the podcast after i say this but there's a lot of this like hustle and grind like rise and grind i delight in the pain of existence sort of guys that it's like yeah man and that's why your wife left you like uh it's it's sad man like i i don't want people to live that way i want to help people become the kind of entrepreneurs who have like a healthy balance between working on their business and loving their family taking care of their kids there are a lot of people that have the story about the dad who worked 60 hours a week and he always provided for them but was never there and some people have to do that right but I, I don't want to like denigrate that because there is a lot of struggling to make ends meet that is different than choosing to be a workaholic and only being able to think about your business. So I would, I would try to put a cap on it if you can, especially if you have those other responsibilities. And even if you're not married or in a serious relationship or have kids, you have friends who like care about you and want to know that you're alive. So I would think about those other responsibilities make sure you know i think everybody's probably seen the like silly example that like used to happen on oprah back in the day where the guy would tell you like oh each of these big rocks big rocks represents like your family and your friends and all these other things and then all the little rocks are like all the work things and if you put all the little rocks in first then you can't fit the big rocks in but if you put all the big rocks in first then you can pour all the little ones in and fill the space around them consider where your values are and then fit in the business around that. And you might make some sacrifices up front from things that are important to you to make the business happen. But I wouldn't tell you like, oh man, what you got to do is start working 80 to 120 hours in a week, burn the candle at all three ends. Like, I think that that is going to tear you up in a way that is maybe not worth it. Honestly, that the work that you do past where you're in a good place is going to be shitty anyway. And you're going to have to go back and redo it. Especially if you're like trying to be out in the field more than you should be because you took on more work and you needed to hire someone to help you. You're going to end up making more mistakes, damaging people's lawns and building a negative reputation if you're working too much. I like that perspective. Cody. That's a fresh perspective. And if you're working yourself crazy and you start to again find your limit of what you want to do and your priorities, but you may start to kind of dislike it. Like, yeah, man, this is, if it's just destroying your body and your physical and mental well-being, it may just turn into like a failed experiment. When you end up, sorry, I wanted to throw Go in ahead. a thing that, that Paul Jamison's talked about on the Green Industry Podcast. You know, a lot of guys, they end up, they're working so many hours, they're working so hard that then like they're eating fast food every day. They're, mm. they're never going to the gym. And the way they justify it is like, well, I'm outside all day. I'm working hard all day. And it's just not the not the same as like a time that's specifically set aside to like improve your physical health. And so like all those things add up to then be like, you have a worse quality of life than you did going into this. And that's why did you get into it if not to improve your quality of life? Man, that was good. And your rest also gives you time to think and say, okay, how can I make this more efficient? Maybe I need to get a business coach. And then I realize how to do more with the time that I have instead of, work, 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 and you never have time to really step back and think, am I making the best use of my time in this situation? 
And before you get to uh, like the point of hiring a business coach or anything like that, there are a ton of books you can read that are going to help you make like big strategy changes in your business early on. The biggest thing I can tell you coming into this is like, there's so much that you don't know that you can learn very cheaply. So I would get into, I, I know in our YouTube video for this, I recommended Mike Michalowicz's Profit First, but I would actually recommend even maybe before that, reading his book Clockwork that is about applying like a similar practice to your time management. Because I think one of the biggest things that a new business owner can learn is how to efficiently, productively use their time. Because even though like getting out and pushing the mower is fulfilling on the the promise of what your business needs to be doing, it is not actively growing your business. So you have to have time set aside each day, each week, that is about growing the business, building processes into the business so it can scale, not just getting out and doing the work. I did and, air quotes there, but this is a podcast, so you couldn't see them. <laughs> and speaking of, of growth, Cody, realistically, what kind of growth can we see in that first year? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the the person, right? And some people are going to hear that and they're going to take it in that kind of rise and grind mindset. And that's not what I'm trying to do here. But there is like, if you know that you are a gifted salesperson, you know, you can get more signups than someone who is very uncomfortable getting on the phone. I kind of hate talking on the phone. I love talking to people in person. Something about phone calls stresses me out. And that makes it harder for me to do sales for, for my business. But the big thing is going to be figuring out, okay, how many clients can I realistically take care of with the equipment that I have? And so that's going to look like, you know, mowing a typical lawn for your area. How long does that take you to do that job? And then extrapolate from there. How many can I do in a week without destroying myself while still having a couple hours each day to work on the business? So what can I get done in six or seven hours with drive time? What can I get done in that amount of time? And then, okay, so that means I need to sell this many clients on, on the service. You got to work backwards into what that growth can look like. And it's going to be different depending on how much time you have, how good you are at sales, all of those sorts of things, what your equipment means about how much time you have to work, um, all of that. I talk a lot with our uh, clients as well, but I know you get on the ground level with them uh, before I do and learn a lot about their stories. And I wanted to ask you, what are the type of habits or practices you see with successful business owners when they're first starting their lawn care business? I think that I talk about this in our YouTube video a little bit, that the big thing are the guys that come in with a kind of forward thinking mindset. You can't always be in a scramble to put out the latest fire in whatever way will like make it go away right now. You have to be thinking about, okay, but will this fix hold up next season? The The big thing I see when new guys come in is they undercut the market. They charge a lot less because they're not considering them like their labor as having a cost. And so they'll come in and they'll go, well, yeah, my lawnmower cost says I spend this much in gas to get there and then this much gas in the mower. So to be profitable, I need to charge $25 to mow this lawn. And 
Then when they need to scale the business because they've sold a bunch of work uh, undercutting the market, they can't afford to pay anyone because their pricing structure was based on a $0 per hour labor rate that, you know, I don't have anyone willing to work for me for $0 an hour. You come in and do that. You're not thinking about, is this going to work next year? Is this going to work next month? And so the, the guys that I see that really get ahead in the business are coming in with that mindset. A lot of guys, it's not their first business. And so they, they've made a lot of mistakes the last time around. So the big thing would be to make sure you've got your costing down, watch our pricing video about how to set your prices. And you can avoid a lot of pain and mistakes by charging correctly out the gate. Before we close out on this episode, do you have anything else you want to touch on, Cody, before part two? No, no, I think just uh, tune in next week. If this episode helped you out, maybe send it to a friend who is also in the lawn care industry or thinking about dipping their toe in the lawn care industry. Maybe you're listening to this because you listen every week and you know some people who are thinking about starting a business. I think that the approach that we're doing to running a business is a little bit different to what you know, the majority of like the YouTube culture around entrepreneurship is, you know, just a lot of that isn't the kind of life that I, I want to have. I want to like, you know, love my family. Uh, and I know that the rise and grind guys do love their families. It just, you know, they never see them. So how could, how could they know that? <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you, uh, you all listening this week and tune in next week, check out our YouTube, our blog. I mean, Patrick, he's he's writing our blogs. He does a tremendous job on those, very detailed. You guys will really like them. And tune in next week. Grow your business at light speed. Whoosh. <laughs> yeah.